Well, good morning and welcome back to the Bread Truck Money. We took last week off. Um, we uh, had a, a guest speaker last week, so we took the week off, but we are back better than ever Yee. after a full day out at the park uh, for church in the park. It was a, a great event. Uh, we'll be recapping that here in just a minute. Um, we love doing things like that, and we haven't got to do it in a while. Ever been since, a long time. Ever since COVID, basically. Yeah. Twenty. I think 2019 was our last meet and greet that we yeah. had yeah mm. so, so this wasn't a meet and greet this was just a this was just because just because just a potluck just and a party a, a party and a chance to to spend time together what you think what you think Isaac? your first one that you've been been a part of it was awesome super fun to get people together and have some yard games out there youth students were out running around little kids were playing frisbee and soccer and stuff and i just love seeing that that's the church. Um, you don't get to see us all together like that very often. And so it's just fun to see us enjoying each other and join the community. Smoked meats are always a huge benefit. So right during your sermon, like maybe, oh, yeah. maybe like a couple of two sentences in the waft of the meat smell Ugh, just came and you could, so people good. just started you, you saw everybody, drooling. Yeah. There was actual drool coming down people's faces and everybody started <laughs> turning their head like, yeah. what is happening over there? I think I saw several people just turn and say, man, that smells so good. <laughs> you know, like it was, it was, it was all excited. in a whisper. Yeah, there was Ben, a hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve did a great job uh, oh, smoking Steve those meats. Shout, shout out Steve Bell, great guy, hundred percent. I, I love Steve, man. We, we gave him the direction. We said we want to have uh, pulled pork, and it turned into pulled pork. It turned into chicken. It turned into sausages. It turned into somehow fajitas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never seen outdoor fajitas. That, no, that, that was awesome. That was pretty incredible. Tasty. They had like a walk there and they were mm-hmm. making the, the fajitas and everything. But man, it was delicious. And then everybody brought, I mean, it was the most lapine thing I've ever seen. Okay. There was a entire cooler full of cooked corn. Like just boiled corn. Thank you, Bucky Howell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucky Howell inside inside of the, the thing. Somebody in, during the actual event, somebody gave me a, a box of ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how did I miss out on this? Yeah, dur- during the so we had cooked corn in a in a cooler. We had a, a box of ammunition and a, a guy shirtless. One shirtless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> as long as one piece of clothing can come off in the middle of a barbecue, that's, that's usually a, a good sign. And there's got to be at least one gagging on the communion. <laughs> oh, there was oh one yeah. Of those. D- during the service. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I don't know whether to call it communion or the the commencement of the choking because it's every time you know. Somebody's all right, just... let's take the bread together. All right, let's drink the juice. <laughs> we all start gagging on yeah. him. It was great. And he was going for a while. <laughs> Echoing off the walls. We're not making fun of you if that's you and you're listening. Um, we just, happens. We just, it happens. And that bread is not moist, that's for sure. <laughs> it's very it dry. Not be said. It's the, it's the <laughs> scratchiest of scratch. <laughs> it is the absence of moisture in terms of that. They suck that moisture right out of there, but... But at least at this time it wasn't wine. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it might have turned into it by sitting in the sun there for a little. Yeah, while. I was going to say, man, yeah, sometimes it, it's a little spicy. For if, sure. we'd, if my sermon would have got twenty minutes longer, <laughs> things would have got really exciting. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> one one time I was at a wedding, and uh, the the wedding it was like supposed to be a cloudy day, so they had had this plan. They're like, okay, we're going to have sushi at the wedding. No. Oh, it's going to be sushi at oh, the wedding. No, and so, <laughs> but then the sun came out. And it was just gorgeous, just beating down on this sushi <laughs> at the wedding for for like quite a while. And so everybody goes through and gets their sushi and everything. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, should I? You know, it's kind of like when you're at like the convenience store. You're like, should I or should I not go for this sushi? But I was like, I'm doing it. So I just piled on that sushi. 
immediately regretted it. I was throwing up like that whole night. It was it was a it was a bad situation. Oh so, my gosh. So at least we didn't have at least that we know of yet yeah. anybody that there was like forty five potato salads. So you never know which one of those more noodle salads than I've ever seen. <laughs> Pasta salads. Pasta salads, noodle salads, potato salads. Uh, one box of fried chicken, which is always a good thing. Oh, yeah. You know, you always get to get the one box of yeah. fried chicken yeah, yeah. At, at literally every potluck. Oh, yeah. We used to do potlucks all the time when I was like growing up. And oh, I love them. But with our size of church and, and with like the the space we have, it's kind of hard to do a potluck like that. But everybody loved it. There was people just saying all the time, oh, we should do. Are we doing this next week? Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there, I, this morning I had somebody come in and say like, they're like, man, we we should do that at least twice a year. Twice a year we should have it. I'm like, well, maybe. I mean, we, we did forget the offering. We completely forgot to do any any amount of offering. That right? is the most horrible preacher fail on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> we did the entire service, thought of communion, thought of everything. It's all right. Z- zero offering. Free food and no offering. But that's all right. God will provide. It would be good. No, and I'm, I'm sure that if you are listening on this and you're like, man, I didn't see the offering bin. It's available next week. I can, <laughs> yeah. I, I can let you know that. I that thought about be. saying you can just hand it to me, but that would have looked really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can come put these in my pocket. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right up here in the, in the front row and everything. We're not going to pass the bags, but I have pockets. Yeah. So. so what was the best thing you had yesterday? What was Aside from the meat, what was the best side dish that you had there at, mm. at the... Potluck. This is going to sound really bad, but I didn't even bother with this. Really? Sides. Not no. when you've got that kind of quality smoked pulled pork. Really? So no. you just went straight meat? Unbelievable. Well, honestly, probably the best thing I had was the the chicken was all gone when I got up there. Mm-hmm. The chicken, all the chicken thighs were gone. But there was, you know, that yeah, I watched big you peach take of the skin. very last piece of chicken. Bit, no, it's a big piece of like crispy smoked chicken skin seasoned chicken skin <laughs> just still skin. in the bowl and i'm like that's the best part i don't know why anybody would bother to leave that and i took it and i ate that chicken skin right in front of my wife and she was like ew that's so disgusting and i was like oh, so this good. is the best part of the chicken right here the thigh chicken skin like smoked crispy that was the best thing I when had when you go to costco and you get like the rotisserie <laughs> oh yeah do, do, the whole the whole thing's useless aside from the outer one thirty second thing yeah, the, the, yeah. Just I love skin that, that thing and, and slurp that, it down yeah. <laughs> slurp this chicken yeah skin. it's so good it is really it's good. So good my wife doesn't like that the chicken skin so she yeah. goes like for me i'm like i'm like you got to keep it on there keep that like, oh, yeah. whatever it is that's the oh, only hope for that breast <laughs> the rotisserie chicken yeah, yeah it's, it's just trying to snail but it's it's like the best like uh price it's yeah f- like what it's 588 or something yeah five yeah, bucks crazy. and you can get a whole chicken yeah like that's and it's, it's a cr- very small chicken granted yeah. but it's a small it's chicken really good. but you can do you can do tacos you can do anything you want with it just at that point but that chicken skin on the outside it's good stuff Rosemary. yeah yeah, that's no, what I told anyways. you. Anyways, I was like, yeah. So yeah, no, I got I got some. Uh, we got pulled pork. We got the, the sausage, um, and then uh, my favorite thing was, and I know they weren't even made made by anybody. There was like these donut holes that were there. They were incredible, oh. and I, I had to go back up for double the donut holes. Love <laughs> me a good DH. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Isaac? What was, the, what was the best thing that you had yesterday? I did the same thing. I I stacked up three plates for extra structural rigidity, and uh, <laughs> laid down two full pulled pork sammies and just slam those things on there <laughs> with a bunch of coleslaw i had some of dan bailey's coleslaw actually that was absolutely phenomenal i heard that was a win yeah, people yeah. Were, were saying that was really good stuff yep. and eat his chocolate chip cookies they were sitting in the sun so they were uh oh yeah just oh, melted yeah. 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 yeah they were delicious sweet 
<laughs> so yeah, that was our weekend. So if you're if you're now in your car just salivating, um, oh, there man, might be I'm some hungry. there might be some leftover pulled pork yeah, here at the church. I, I, I might have to end this podcast <laughs> early and go eat my lunch. I got some leftovers. Did yeah. you? Oh, did so, you get, grab oh, some? Oh man. Okay. Did well, they, they bring any back here? I don't know. But no. here's the deal. Wait. So. Steve L had a really cool idea at the end of it, but we just didn't really have a, a plan to execute it well. Which is he kind was of like, our, we our have prerogative. like three or four of these smoked seasoned pork butts. Smoked butts that are yeah that are um, not pulled yet. But he's like, we should auction them off to the highest bidder. So I got an idea. Mm, okay, I think we ought to put it on Facebook today to the church. Yeah, and say, hey, we have four of these to the highest bidders. Come get the best. Comment in the deal, and we'll have them here at the church in the freezer for you. You can grab them. And if you're having a party at some point in the next couple of weekends, or maybe you're having a big family get-together for your um, you know, uh, Labor Day weekend get-together, dude, don't even cook. Just buy one of these that's bad your, boys. That's your offering solution right there. Oh, yeah, right there. <clears throat> so, so just so if you're, if you're listening to this and you're keeping record, he just said auction off butts on Facebook. <laughs> like that, that's, that's, what, that's what your senior pastor just said that we should be doing. So that'll go up live. That'll go up live this afternoon. It'd be cool if we could do a, like a silent auction. I don't know how you do I guess messenger. Yeah, if you send yeah, through messenger yeah. the high the highest bid highest bidders would, would go through. Yeah, is that legal? Well, maybe maybe can, if, can, maybe if can you, we sell product like may, that? Maybe on? if you um, if you make them put it in the comments, the yeah, prices then, will go higher because yeah, people see what somebody yeah. else bid it and they'll be like, "Oh, I got to outbid that guy." That's yeah. true. So yeah. that's, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I, I don't. But are we allowed to? Sell, can you sell food on butts for Jesus? <laughs> can you sell food on Facebook? I don't know if you can. I don't know. They, they'll try to. They'll well, you know. That's right. It'll be live for a little while. That's true. Realize. <laughs> hey, all it's got to be live for is a couple hours. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So we might be selling some butts today. And, and just so you know, and then, it, yeah, so hopefully there's some leftover for us uh, for lunch too as well. Mm-hmm. Ben will get mad at us because we'll be like, we'll, we'll, we'll end up eating these leftover <laughs> butts. <laughs> well, it's gonna, actually going to be three butts because the other butt is going to be pulled and used by the staff. staff. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. There's yeah. one yep. staff butt available. Yep. Um, no, it was great. Great time yesterday uh, Yesterday, and having uh, the whole church all t- together. Um, great to have uh, just a chance of eating food and spending time together. Huge shout out. Huge shout out to the Toast and Jam guys. Oh, that's they, great. They, they came and led worship for us. Um, just amazing. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, it, it sounded really holy out there. That's all I, I got to say. I mean, there was... When they started singing "How Great Thou Art," my goodness. oh, that violin part, that violin just part is just gorgeous, weak and amazing. Bethany, yeah, yeah Bethany, You're incredible, yeah, huge shout out, Bethany. You're such a blessing to us and everything and stuff. So, um, but yeah, we had people coming over from houses nearby. That, yeah, that yeah, was pretty cool. cool. So, what, what happened there, Ben? I saw the guy come over. Yeah, there was like a, a gentleman that came over from one of the uh, the apartment complex that's right next to the park, and uh, he lives there and everything and. He comes walking over and 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 he kind of had like his arms crossed and like the body language was like mm, I don't know if we're about to get chewed out for how much noise we're making or what. Uh, historically, we have yes, we have <laughs> that has happened many There's times. Precedent. So I can I can kind of spot that when it's about to happen. And so anyway, this guy comes over and uh, and um, and Kevin was doing the communion thought and everything. And this guy's like standing kind of off to the side, like he almost like he was waiting for a chance to rush the stage. And so I was kind of like giving an eyeball to the safety team guy like hey get ready to tackle this guy if he goes for it <laughs> and uh so um so anyhow um i was like well um you know maybe he um maybe he's maybe he's not here to chew us out um so i kind of thought better of it and i, I just walked over stood next to him because i was gonna have to go on the stage in a couple seconds anyway so i stood next to him and when kevin had everybody bow for prayer at the communion he took his hat off and 
bowed his head and thought, well, if he was here to create mayhem, he probably wouldn't be praying mm. with us. So um, when when Kevin said amen and he looked up, I was standing there. I, think I kind of freaked him out a little bit. He's like, whoa. <laughs> um, and uh, Well, hello. Yeah, yeah, hello. You've underestimated the sneakiness. Um, <laughs> And uh, so that's, that's a, great, a Mr. Deeds quote, Mr. Deeds quote Mr. Yes. for those of you that want to blast from them like 15, 20 years ago. Hey, Adam Sandler had a run there that was just epic. Yeah, anyhow, so I handed this guy my communion because I, I knew obviously he wouldn't have been able to go and get any. And um, he he um, was grateful. And and I told him that there's some extra seats right over there. And so he sat down and hung out. When I finished preaching and got off the stage, he's like, what church is this? Where do you preach? Because I've been looking for a church, and that's so awesome. Um, you know, I just haven't haven't really got out to see what's out there. And he's like, "So, man, um, love this service." And um, so I told him who we were, and we gave him a, a leftover bulletin from a couple of weeks ago, so he could find us again. And um, yeah, he uh, he loved it, loved the service. That's so, so awesome. Yeah, because yeah, when you see that guy walking over, your arms crossed, like, oh boy, here we go, here it goes. Because <laughs> we say, yeah, we've definitely had that precedent in our past uh, of making <laughs> almost noise. every time we've had an outdoor service, we've gotten chewed out for yeah. A noise ordinance, yeah, or a perceived noise ordinance thing. We did our best this time. We we didn't make any noise till like nine a.m. We put cones out. We had everything kind of there available. So we we did our trying to be a good neighbor, our but... best to be a good neighbor, and and, and had some flyers and that kind of thing. So. Uh, yeah, but great event. I said, look forward to it ne- next year or some sometime. We'll have some sort of outdoor service, getting everybody back together. But Ben, your sermon was awesome. It was an awesome, awesome sermon. It's it's such a home run when you get to talk about Zacchaeus, and and I and I love that story. But we're gonna dive in that today, and kind of the the theme of today's podcast, and and also the theme of your sermon basically is this: is that Jesus has time for you, mm-hmm. and um and I think one of the things that I know is really pressing in our society is like i don't have time for that whatever that that right. thing may be i mean we you when you talk to people that you haven't talked to in a while like how you doing they always say i'm just so busy right i'm so busy I'm, I'm, I'm exhausted like and it's like everybody is busy now there was a time during covid where no one did anything <laughs> now, I, nobody was busy yeah do you remember that there was like this oh. window of time where like Everybody just kind of like if they told you they were busy, you're like you're lying because <laughs> there's there's no way that you have uh, anything you're doing. But as you fast forward into our lives today, everybody's talking about how busy they are, and and Jesus um, should have been one of the busiest people at all times. So I just want to start right there, Ben. Um, when you hear that Jesus has time for you, what what does that invoke inside of you? What kind of what does that make you think about? I think it's kind of ironic that the Lord of the universe who's running everything has time for me and I, who am running that very, very small quote unquote kingdom. It's just a, you know, uh, it's a small bubble inside of a great big world. And I think that I'm too busy for him. Yeah. Um, Hmm. it wasn't something I talked about yesterday in my sermon, but I do think sometimes the irony is there that uh, he's running the universe and saving the world. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running a, a, a tiny thing in the grand scheme of things, and I don't have time for him. Yeah. So, I don't know. What about you, Isaac? What do you think about that when you hear that Jesus has time for you? Yeah, I think it's just a convicting thing for me. I mean, so much of my life is spent going from thing to thing and feeling like uh, I have limited levels of <clears throat> attention to give folks. Um, and I think what I'm realizing is that we live in a world that in so many ways steals our attention from us. Um, whether that's through screens or, 
um, just the busyness of work or whatever, our attention is a commodity that's capitalized on. And mm-hmm. it's, I love that Jesus uh, values, he knows the value of attention and he knows that attention can be healing. And um, so when we extend that attention to people, there's a healing that happens, even if it's just merely the, the healing of being seen and being noticed. And I think that's hugely important. And so that's a convicting thing for me as a pastor, um, but for all of us, I think just realizing the value of our attention and not being so willing to give it up to screens or uh, the other things in our life, but the people who are actually there in front of us. Yeah. And and one of the things that, that you, you came back to several times, Ben, in your sermon was the fact that the disciples are are constantly trying to get Jesus back on track, right? Mm. Get your get your feet back, focus towards Jerusalem, get back on track. <clears throat> and he returns to this idea of like, no, this is what is important. You know, uh, people before programs, uh, ministry before meetings, this kind of an idea that a lot of churches have have made as mantras in the past. But, but Jesus really lived that out. He was able to take up a, a pause and say, no, this person is more important. So there's two stories, essentially, that you kind of dealt with with um, um, the scripture we went through. What was the the first story that, that we dealt with in terms of Jesus stepping into a, a situation and stepping into a person's life? Uh, the end of Luke 18, Luke 18, 35, um, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He enters the final leg of the journey. <clears throat> He's going to rest up in Jericho for the night, which is about... It's about, um, what did I say, 15 miles? Um, I believe it's 15 miles uh, from Jerusalem, and it's all uphill from there, Um, 3,300 feet elevation gain. He's on his way to Jerusalem. He stops over in in, uh, Jericho before that laborious climb, and uh, and he meets a blind man. Um, I think some of the other gospels name him, Bartimaeus. and um, and the, he he calls out to Jesus to have mercy on him, and uh, of course the crowd is telling him to shut up and go away, be quiet. And the blind man <laughs> he doesn't listen, and he's persistent, and he calls yeah. out all the more. And uh, Jesus finally um, pull you know asks him to be brought over to him, and and says, "What do you want me to do for you?" And the blind man says, "I, I want to see." And Jesus said, "Very well." see your, yeah. your faith has saved you and he follows jesus on the road praising god and all the people of course in <clears throat> in the entourage who were previously telling him to shut up and go away they're like "Woo, this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> so um it's kind of a cool story um so the healing of the blind man at the end of 18 and then in luke 19 um jesus in the same town um as he as he's going into jericho um he runs into zacchaeus the tax collector a hated, a hated um, traitor, uh, Jewish tax collector for the for the Roman IRS, and um, he climbs a tree to see Jesus. He's too short, of course. The wee little man, um, a little song we sang growing yeah. up in church, and then uh, um, Zacchaeus too um, has a moment of of repentance and salvation, and Jesus pronounces him a, a son of Abraham. Um, says the Son of Man came to seek. Save the loss. So those are the two stories we talked about. Um, just great stories for people who. Uh, it's great stories on two two fronts. I think one, it's a great story for religious people um, who claim to be following Jesus or they're part of his entourage, but um, but they don't have his heart um, for um, the overlooked people. Um, whether you're a down and outer like the blind man begging on the roadside, or you're an up and outer 
Zacchaeus, who's wealthy, but still uh, he's paid paid the price of his wealth um, by uh, by alienating um, most of his potential friendships. And uh, so, yeah, I think it's <clears throat> whether you're regardless of, um, of of which one of those you are, um, it's good news that Jesus pays attention to people like that. And and um, if you're a religious person, if you're a follower of Christ, um, it's it, following his example, you know, is important there. Yeah. Well, in Luke 18, the entire chapter is this um, constant theme about being persist- persistent, right? There's mm-hmm. persistence in prayer. There's persistence with now this uh, blind beggar where he's continuing to call out for Jesus and Jesus is there to to heal and to answer. My favorite mm-hmm. part of that is when Jesus says in verse 41, what do you want me to do for you? Mm-hmm. I just love that that idea. And like, I mean, I guess it's encouraging to think that I think Jesus is doing that for us all the time. What do you want me to do for you? Like, mm-hmm. if you if you want me to come to me, what do you want me to do for you? Do you want me to heal you of addiction? Do you want me to, you know, and, and he has the power to, to take those things. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus is, I mean, this guy could have asked for anything, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, Lord, I want to see, you know, obviously that's his immediate uh, need. And it's also the thing that um, has held him back probably over the course of his uh, life. But that's what he needed from Jesus at that time. And for anyone who comes to, to Jesus, what do you need? Like mm-hmm. what? What are you in in need of at at this time? I mean, I think that's a uh, it's encouraging to me because it's something that that I need to be constant. Remember that Jesus is asking me that same question: What do you need? You know, wh- mm-hmm. where where do I need to, what do I need to take away today, or what do you, what do you need to hand over to me? Because I, one of the things that I know for myself um, is I try to do it all myself, right? And I think, well, I can I can I can get better at this. I can do better at this on my own. I don't need to hand that over to to Jesus. I need to I need to let the, myself be the leader of this situation, this problem that I find them myself in. And so the beggar, you know, he's all, he's yeah. Blind Bartimaeus is what a lot of times they refer to him in other parts of the gospels. And so it's an encouraging story for those who are down and out. Right. And then we get to the story of Zacchaeus though, which is literally the exact opposite of a, uh, person in that society. You know, yes, the, the blind man would have been kind of an outcast, but Zacchaeus was an outcast for a different reason. Mm-hmm. And for you, Isaac, why is this story always so intriguing? I mean, it is one of the more classic, you know, stories in terms of, of the scripture, especially in the gospels. Hmm. Oh, I think it, <clears throat> it's just a hilarious story. I think uh, you pictured little little Zacchaeus running at 10,000 RPMs like a roadrunner down the road to climb up this little sycamore fig tree. And um, I, you know, I can't read this story without remembering the way my dad used to tell it with all the full moon at high moon as Zacchaeus and his little <laughs> Jewish kilt would have been up in the tree and all the things that went along with that. Full, full moon <clears throat> at high moon? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You uh, got to explain you, that real quick. You quickly. look up in the tree. Oh, and it's the skirt. <laughs> under, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. For the full moon. <laughs> Ew. Popping poppin figs on his Louis Vuittons <laughs> on the way up and all the things that he used to tell the story. So for me, it's like a very nostalgic <laughs> story of my dad preaching. Um, but... I can't compete with that. Saw, <laughs> I can't compete no, with you did a, you did a material caseisms. <laughs> Full moon and high noon. Uh, but beyond just the sheer humor of it, um, the irony of uh, this little guy um, taking some great faith steps, I think is really neat that uh, Jesus is, again, um, his last time through town. And I wonder how many times Jesus has been through town before, seen Zacchaeus at his tax booth, and Zacchaeus has refused to seek 
who Jesus really is. But now, for whatever reason, he decides to try to get a glimpse. And I love that when we make an effort to see who Jesus is, Jesus will do whatever it takes to reveal to us who he is. And Jesus honors that pursuit, even as um, faithless or as, um, you know, uh, hidden as we want to be in it, Jesus will reveal himself to us if we take a step toward him. And so I just love that Jesus is willing to meet someone even as corrupt as Zacchaeus likely was. Um, And Ben, you brought out a great point. I never thought about the fact that Jericho was a haven for the priest population Mm -hmm. that would go up to Jerusalem for their, you know, routine dates of service up there. And so he could have went and stayed with one of them, but he stayed with Zacchaeus. So I just love the, the paradox of Jesus, the son of God, staying with Zacchaeus, the sinful chief tax collector. Super cool. Well, and that, and that returns to that idea that Jesus has time for you. He has time for the, 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 the blind. He has a time for the, mm-hmm. as has been said, the up and outers. I've never heard that phrase mm-hmm. uh, before because people always refer to the, the down and outers. Um, but there's an interesting point that you br- brought up during the sermon. And uh, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on this. But you said, Jesus cannot be bought. He cannot mm-hmm. be bought. And we have a world that does believe you can yeah. essentially buy anything, right? Yep. If, you, if you have enough... Right. You can do whatever you yeah. want. And and I, I kind of wonder what your guys' thoughts are on that, in, especially in regards to uh, Western Christianity, Western Western thought about uh, salvation, Western thought about, you know, just who Jesus is. What, what do you think about that, that, you know, Jesus cannot be bought? It's kind of a hard one, I guess, but... Mm. I mean, my statement was in reference to Zacchaeus, who's obviously extremely wealthy. Mm. Like, <clears throat> the blind man, the beggar has access to Jesus the same as um, the wealthy. And it's on the same terms. It's on the terms of faith. Um, The blind man, the faith to call out to Jesus and say, Son of David, have mercy on me. It's a statement of, it's a title that clearly reveals a deeper understanding of who Jesus is, even than the sighted people in the crowd um, have knowledge of. And then with Zacchaeus, here's a guy who's short, can't see over the crowd, He's got all this money. He, you know, he could have tried to buy Jesus' attention, but that's not, um, that's that's not even on Jesus' radar. He doesn't care about that. I think the currency of audience with Jesus is faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you can't. It's it's not how deep your pocketbook is, or how big your four hundred one k is, or how how many investments you have. It's about um, you know wealth in the kingdom um, is measured differently. And so you can be poor in this world and be wealthy um, in the spiritual currency of the kingdom, which is the currency of faith. Mm. So it's not dependent on on your life situation, your socioeconomic situation, or any of those things. So, Yeah, and I think that goes back to your point about how the blind beggar didn't have a physical sight, but he had a spiritual sight better than anyone else's, um, better than anyone else's physical sight. I love how when the blind man asks who it is that's coming, they say it's Jesus of Nazareth, essentially the dude from Hickville, uh, versus the blind man's response, which is son of David. So mm-hmm. Jesus of Hickville, this little town over here, we know him, we know who he is, versus the royal coming Messiah. Um, what a higher name to give Jesus. And 
it just blows my mind. I love that story that you shared about the kid that was blind and was being led through a school and asked what the room was behind the closed doors. How did you know that there was a room behind closed doors? I could hear the air coming from under the doors. And so I just love, it makes me wonder, like, how do we get that level of spiritual insight as as folks who've been around the church for so long it can be so easy to become familiarized with jesus of nazareth we know his history we know his life and how do you step from that level of um, mere familiarity to deep faith like the blind beggar had and i i don't know how we ended up getting that faith it may have just been the desperation of the need that he had um and so i i love that well and and i think that one of the things you said with the 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 air underneath the door. It just got my mind like thinking about that. Like how often are we missing what our, what our true need is because we're, we are so busy, right? Or we're using the wrong senses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of a spiritual sense, we're using our physical senses and we're, we're making that the end all be all. And I think some people do get stuck on this is my physical need. You know, um, I mean, that's kind of what a hypochondriac is, right? Like somebody that always is obsessing about their physical health whether or not they have a problem and um, rather than instead looking at our spiritual need. Um, but on the, on the issue of being bought, one of the things I mentioned yesterday that I didn't really go into one of the previous stories, actually, I actually preached this sermon out of order, out of order in the series. Cause there's a story that comes before this that I'll be dealing with this Sunday um, about Jesus when he meets a rich young ruler mm. And one of the things I said was the rich young ruler had everything, looked at Jesus and saw nothing. Mm. The blind man had nothing, Mm. looked at Jesus and saw everything. Wow. And um, I think sometimes our wealth and prosperity um, makes us unfortunately asleep um, to our need, our spiritual need. And I think the Western culture during COVID began to wake up or not the wokeness that you're thinking of, but we began to wake up to our spiritual need when we had all of our physical um, trappings stripped away from us, our social trappings stripped away from us. And we began to wake up to our need. And for us as a church, I can't really speak for other churches, but for us as a church, it felt like people came in desperate um, after COVID, mm-hmm. and there was an influx into the church, especially of younger people. Very interesting, um, an influx of younger people saying, I have need, mm-hmm. and I, I think I can find the answer um, in the church that's preaching Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember right out of that, we had several baptisms that were people, yeah, yeah. Um, some of that even I'm frantic, a little bit yeah, like, like yeah. I, I, need, I need something in my yeah. life that's stable. I need something in my life that, that has assurance uh, mm. behind it, as opposed to all the chaos that was happening inside of the world. And I, and I think that, I know for myself, when, when I finally get a moment to like, like settle down and just think for a little bit, it does clear my mind for what like the true need is in my life. But when my, when I'm running as fast as I can, there's no way for me to really like, I guess there is a way for me to see it, but I just, I choose not to. Right. And I just stay in that kind of rat race of, well, I got to get this thing done, this thing done, this thing done, this thing done and miss out on the fact that, yeah, where do I need to go to Jesus and say, I need you to take 
this. I need you to uh, hold on to this. I need to be in prayer co- constantly so that you can be watching over me and, and, and have your authority be the thing that, I, that leads me as opposed to my own. Um, and, and I think that when you, when you take those times and, and hopefully, you know, we're all taking those times every once in a while to, to just take those moments to, to mm-hmm. sit before Jesus and say, and not just like Sunday morning, like when we're doing communion, obviously that's like, we take our three and a half seconds of silence, you know, but, um, but getting the chance to really actually say like, Jesus, what, what do you, what can you do for me essentially? You know? Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds weird cause it sounds a little bit like we're trying to demand like a, like a genie in a bottle kind of thing but that's not what jesus is saying the same thing to us today you know what can i do for you Mm. you know what do you what do you want me to do for you whether you are a down and outer or you are an up and outer jesus has time for you you uh you talked about this idea um which i gave you a little bit of a hard time with after service but that jesus sees people for who they are right he saw the prostitute but he didn't see the prostitute. He saw through the prostitute to the person that, of who that person was. Mm-hmm. And so I love that analogy. Could you just kind of give that analogy again there real quick and, and just kind of break that down real fast for us too as well? I gave the story of, of Tony Campolo um, as the professor um, talking to his students and um, and talking about different social problems. And he, he um, asked, what would Jesus say to a prostitute? And one of his students uh, raised their hand and said, Dr. Jesus never met a prostitute. And Dr. Campolo flipped open his Bible and flipped to the couple of passages and said, he absolutely did meet prostitutes, and here's what he said to them. And, and the student said, no, when Jesus met a prostitute, do you think he saw a prostitute? And so there's a difference between who people are on the surface currently and what they can be um, in the future if Jesus gets a hold of their life. And so Jesus sees people not just for who we are, um, but for who we can become. And we see this with the, particularly with Zacchaeus. Here's a hated outcast. Um, and Jesus doesn't just see him as a tax collector. He sees him for who he really is inside. And um, in fact, he calls him a son of Abraham. The crowd saw a sinner. <laughs> The religious crowd saw a sinner when they looked at Zacchaeus, but Jesus saw um, a son of Abraham, and what and that was what he could become, given his repentance, and that's exactly what we see in the text. So, that that's kind of the illustration that I use. But well, I love that story that you talked about, where it's not in biblical sources, but it is in uh, church tradition that Zacchaeus goes on to possibly become a a disciple, yeah. right? And he goes down to Alexandria and kind of becomes Pastor Zacchaeus, like mm-hmm. in in that way. Um, so yeah, so here's a tax collector. He becomes the the lead pastor of um, the church at Caesarea, which is yeah. mind-bending. Which was more or less a capital of the Roman kind of occupation in that area too. So from Zacchaeus making regular trips to Caesarea to drop off his taxes to uh, becoming the... Uh, the, the yeah. bishop, the pastor, missionary, the, the bishop. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. very neat. And, and I love that. Jesus sees you for who you really are. I have a friend that used to always say this phrase. He says, God loves you just the way you are, but loves you too much to let you stay that way. And he would always repeat that all the time because he sees he sees you for who you really can become. Mm-hmm. And and that's but that only is through through Jesus. You can only become that through his his death, his burial, and resurrection. I think an important part of both of these stories too is is the reality that when Jesus heals us, the next step is a commitment to follow, a commitment to make, you know, change in your life. And both of these 
folks, the, the beggar and Zacchaeus, they are healed through their faith and then they make a step of faith commitment and a step of action. And um, I think that's the key. If we want to become who Jesus sees that we sees who we can become, then we have to put that into action. And and I love how Zacchaeus does that by repaying those whom he has wronged. It's a, just a great step of uh, justice, righteousness there. Mm. Right. Yeah. So now you're going to be preaching out of order now, right? Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah. go, you're going back to a different story here this next week. Uh, since we missed offering, we're going to now deal with wealth next mm-hmm. week. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you in the church that didn't give your offering, no, yeah. I'm just joking. Um, yeah, Rich Young Ruler next week. It's, a, it's, not as, it's not as much of a feel-good passage. It definitely kind of hits us between the eyes as, uh, as um, quote-unquote wealthy Westerners. And, um, you know, talking about how hard it is for rich people um, to enter the kingdom of God. And, um, and it's, notice Jesus does not say it's impossible. <laughs> he says it's just difficult. And we're going to find out why and what it means for our lives this week. So, man, I'm excited. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be, that's a good one. And it's yeah. a, a great, great yeah. story. I didn't think it was a very uh, church in the park kind of story. So I switched mm. up the order a little bit. Um, so instead you talked about prostitutes. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll deal, we'll deal with the, with the wealth issue in house a little more um, in, in the church. And uh, yeah, so that'll be, it'll be a good one. We've only got a few weeks left, um, about four weeks left in this series now. Um, we'll be have finished up the entire book of Luke this year. Which That's amazing. Is, uh, feels like an accomplishment to me, if to nobody else. <laughs> yeah. So you did an entire gospel because one of the hard things about uh, preaching a gospel is that Easter falls sometime in the year, you know, and we have to, you have to preach the Easter passages. Of so, mm-hmm. which so is great, which is great, good stuff. But generally, you can't go from like. Before, yeah, start to finish and have that. that right. So we actually didn't even do that. We took a little pause there out and and did the entire narrative of of the Easter narrative, the passion narrative, passion narrative yeah. in during that time. And now we're going to kind of come to the the conclusion of this. How are you going to wrap that up? Because that's going to be kind of interesting. Is that the fact that we uh, the story? Are you going to jump to the end, like the very end of the story? What are you going to do with that? Well, we've already preached all the end. Okay, we've you're right. preached basically from. The, the the Monday or the, the triumphal entry all the way through the resurrection. We've already preached that. We did that at Easter time. Um, and so we're going to go right up to the beginning of the triumphal entry is basically where we're going to leave this series off mm. um, because we've already preached the very end of it um, earlier, like in March, April. So um, yeah, so it's a little bit out of order, but um, if you were here, which none of us are, myself included, but if you were here every week this year, you've got us <laughs> basically um, walk through the entire book, not necessarily. You can go back and listen to it on our, our YouTube channel. Well, the other piece of it is we did um, the Gospel of Luke's um, birth narrative at Christmas time. Yes. And so after the birth narrative, we just continued on with the series of Luke. And so we've we've got the birth narrative and the and the and the passion narrative kind of a little bit out of order. Um, but that's okay. Can you believe that we're almost getting close to Christmas again? That like we're going to start planning for the Christmas series here pretty soon. Isn't that the craziest that's thing? So crazy. The, the the pumpkin spice lattes are 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 <laughs> just are they out? Are they're, they're live. September one. I think. Well, no, I think it was even before then. I think My daughter like, works for Starbucks. She said the first day they got the pumpkin pumpkin spice mix uh, stuff in there. She's like, all the all the employees just went nuts. Like, oh, what yeah. pumpkin spice? Yeah. And they were like. 
you know, they get a certain number of free drinks as a, right. and so they're, they're all pouring the they're pumpkin spice. Pouring it out. And, and that was like the day before it was even scheduled to launch. So they all got pumpkin spice before anybody else. That is so crazy. I mean, cause I know they started like in August now mm-hmm. as opposed to like September 1st or it used to be, I think October 1st. That was like when the, when the PSL, sense. when the PSL hit, hit it live. PSL. But, oh, but now, spice. but now, now it's the all the way, all the way. That sounds like a health condition. No, that, that's what, yeah, my PSL is a little high. <laughs> <laughs> it's live now. You get to get get that P- large like grande PSL, man. You're you're good to go. You, there's no pumpkin I'll in, pump, in pumpkin spice latte. You know that? It's not real pumpkin. That it's, doesn't surprise it, it's me. It's just cinnamon. Is all that basically. It's just a cinnamon. It, but it's, it's a cinnamon flavor that oh. causes it to kind of taste like pumpkin. But anyways, regardless, we're we're gonna be, we we're, digress. We digress. <laughs> we're coming to the end of summer here though, which yeah. is kind of a crazy thing. So we're gonna yeah. be launching uh, into all of our programming here yeah. real soon, which is gonna be really exciting. Um, and I'll tell you what, as a, as a staff, we're nervous. We are nervous because we think the Lord is going to do incredible things this fall. If the, if the congregation can come out full force in the summer, when all of the families come back and are ready to, to dive into their regular stuff. Oh my goodness. My goodness. We, we, uh, we have to do some I, creative. I can already, I can already see Isaac wet in his pants. I mean, it, it, uh, it that's is, a regular occurrence. So <laughs> it's not much of a prediction. So youth group starting up though. Is yeah. Coming, September 13th. What's kind of some of the game plans this, uh, this year, got some goals, anything? I, no idea. Yeah. That. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Uh, we know I've had a couple of awesome volunteers join the team. So we're growing our volunteer team because our group's been growing quite a bit. And then we'll do our regular trip to, we're going to go to Boise again, um, Boise Bible College, check that out again in October. And then in February, we do our big Washington family ranch, middle school and high school winter camp. Um, so those things are really fun, but I try not to overprogram too much. Just, yeah. um, yeah, the regular Wednesday youth groups are enough to keep you busy yeah well and and the students are back in sports now they're already <clears> start i know volleyball's going football's yep. kicking off so they're yep. going to start getting some uh, games on friday night yeah that kind of thing which are i love this season it's so yeah. fun to go watch them play and support them so especially when it's not like 19 degrees yeah or whatever yeah, it is because exactly. i mean by the end of the season here in lapine it is for rigid out there yeah. watching the game you're sitting on that that cold bleacher you're yeah i can't wait for the smoke to be gone yeah oh man yeah. it luckily blew, yesterday blew wasn't out in the morning yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's back today though again yeah it always blows out in the morning um mid-morning and then it comes back in the evening but yeah it's fine whatever but yeah, yesterday was a great day. Um, anybody want to shout out? Just something that, that that kind of went above and we beyond. We got we got a shout out the worship team and and the and the barbecue mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Uh, so Steve L, um, Mark, um, Mark, Mark Allen, and, and Marv, Mark Jamie Nichols, McCoy. Jesse McCoy. Jesse McCoy, yeah. Larry um, yeah, South made an appearance. Larry South wow. made an appearance. He wasn't on the team. <laughs> he was on the team, that, but I, it was cool to see him. I told Larry, I said, Larry, you can't be here every time we have food. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just giving him a, a good hard time. time. No, that's yeah, but just shout out to all those guys. I mean, that took so much um, effort on their part, and it took so much stress off of us yeah. to know that we had professionals that were handling mm-hmm. the music and the and the barbecue and everything was just great. So thank yeah. you to Steve, to uh, to Ben Dellery and um, Jeff Miller and their team. Just yeah. Russ amazing. and amazing. Yeah, just really cool. Yeah, great awesome. job, you guys. Cool. Anybody you want to shout out, Isaac? Anybody that you have? I got shout out Isaac. He saved me this weekend. He actually he he picked me up from the airport all the way in Portland, and we were already at the coast. Yeah, so he, he, we wouldn't have done it. I would have just been rush. walking, hitchhiking my way back. Aaron almost didn't make it to church. 
I love Ben. Ben is one of my favorite people in the world, but Ben is so funny. I, said, I told him, I said, my flights are getting canceled. I might, I might not make it. He's like, well, there's like probably nothing I can do about this. <laughs> I'm like, of course there's nothing you can do about it. You're not going to be able to like fuel up the plane, you know, and stuff. But it just made me laugh. Yeah. There's probably nothing I can do about it. I'll come this. pick you up on my motorcycle. There we go. We, we, can, can, ride, oh, we can ride doubles on my dirt bike awesome. all the way back from Dumb and Dumber. Dumber and Dumber style. You had two pair of gloves this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we would have died of heat stroke in the middle oh, of the Nevada man. desert halfway through that's the night. True. So that's true. Yeah, that would have been horrible. But yeah, no, thank you, Isaac. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, Isaac Isaac fun. helped you out. He, he, we made he Chris and Lauren actually were the ones. Yeah, riding, Chris and Lauren. So. Got to ride my first Tesla. What? Yeah. The first ride in the Tesla. That was... Yeah. Dude, and it made it all the way back without dying, huh? <laughs> well, it, they did charge it, you know, several yeah. times along the way. But you, like five minutes and you're done. Nice. Uh, That's crazy fast. Pretty, pretty impressive. But. That's so cool. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the guys over at Ponderosa Yee. Pizza. Woohoo! Th- this week, I'm leading worship. Wow. I'm leading worship for the b- uh, breakfast this week. And, uh, 8 a.m. Ponderosa Pizza. 8 a.m. Ponderosa Pizza. The Ducks play as well on nice. that Saturday, so I'm going to be out of there quick. By the way, that is a men's breakfast. Men's so breakfast, ladies, yeah. sorry not yeah. to exclude you. Not to exclude you, but you're yeah. not welcome. Um, <laughs> that is a men's breakfast on uh, this Saturday, the first Saturday of September, can you believe wow. that? Gosh. Uh, uh, Marv Nichols, our awesome Marv, is pre- uh, preaching at it. Nice. So he'll be the one that's that's live on the mic. Well, there, there is no mic there, but I guess he will be live giving the word there, and we're gonna have some breakfast pizza and some worship and everything. So that'll be this Saturday, eight a.m. Then you can go watch college football after that. Uh, oh, oh man, wow. college football! Yeah. It's here. The high and holy days are, are finally upon <laughs> it's us. It's also opening day of archery season. Is it really? Yeah. The oh, yeah. Saturday is opening day of archery season. Shake and bake. Yeah. Well, it's Friday technically. Right? Right? Or is Friday opening day? I think Friday's opening He's Hold on. They're, they're searching. It's Friday or they're Saturday. Looking to see what it's this doing. weekend. This weekend, they're going to have... Well, oh, it's so Friday. You can, so you can slay an animal, get breakfast, mm. and then go watch and college go, football. Wow. Could there be Finish a it all day? on Friday. Could there be a better day? I don't I don't think so. That'd be a great weekend. But yeah, so that all starts this weekend. The fall falls an, an exciting ah, time, man. Yeah. And a lot Favorite of things taking place. Uh, life groups kicking off. Uh, the 17th life group fair is, is coming. So if you're not a part of a group... You need to be a part of a group, and we're getting those up and going too as well. It's going to be an awesome year inside a group's ministry. Um, really, a place where you can connect, find uh, people that you know, and and build those relationships. Um, it, it is a place where you become family, and that's what we want to strive for uh, in that way. So we look forward to those taking off too as well. Student ministries taking off. I mean, it, it is going to be a, a wild month here mm-hmm. in this next few weeks, yeah. um, and we're looking forward to it. One of the things we do want to potentially add here on this podcast as well is. If you have any questions, questions that you want us to to answer, we want to look at that here in this in this fall as well. So that uh, if you're like, hey, we want to deal with this, one of the things that is not physically possible is Ben cannot talk to all of you. It's not physically possible over the course of the week, and so there might be some theological questions that some come up. Some of you are grateful for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and you might be thinking, I need to sit down with Pastor Ben for two hours. Listen. He doesn't have time for you. Jesus has <laughs> Jesus has time for you. Great, Aaron. Ben. Ben does not. But no, I will say though, Ben. Ben does a very good job. Amazingly good job. Being Amazing. like, yeah, come on in, let's do it. Yeah. So I don't know how he does it, but he but will. He will. We want to. We want to answer some of those questions too, as well. So if you're sitting in service and you're like, man, I don't know what I think about X, Y, or Z, put that on your card. On on a Sunday. talk with us. Yeah. You can message us on Facebook. Drop those messages there Absolutely. or Instagram. Absolutely. We'll find them. Find us on the gram. 
uh, High Lake CC is our is our is our uh, little handle there, and then you can go to High Lake Christian Church on on Facebook as well. But yeah, we want to answer some questions as well because I know that when you do sit in the in the we don't have pews anymore, but in chairs. the in the chairs that when Isaac's sitting in when, they're very pews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're still pews. <laughs> Someday they need to be washed. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, never mind. Um, but but we we want we digress. We, dig- we digress. We do want to get into some of those uh, more more intricate topics, especially if there's something on Sunday morning that really hits you in a, in a powerful way that you want to figure out. Um, what does that actually even mean? We'll do that. Sounds good. Awesome. Adios. Well, we appreciate you. Hopefully, you have a great week. If you're a man, we'll see you at the men's <laughs> breakfast, leading some worship, hearing the word from Marv. Have a great week.